It is our ability to move from one place to another, to go about our daily activities moving from one to the next. It is something that many of us take for granted, but for others, the lack of specialized transportation options, the expense of those options, and the difficulty accessing them can severely limit their mobility and their quality of life. Sadly, 80% of non-drivers who have a disability and 40% of all older adults cannot do the activities they need or want to do simply because they do not drive. Hello, listeners. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Preview of Tomorrow. I am your host, Mike Lake, and in this preview, I will be discussing the transportation challenges faced by our elderly and disabled populations with Samit Biswas. His company, Hippo Mobility, is on a mission to restore freedom and safety for those who cannot drive. Innovation, resiliency, discovery. Join Mike Lake, president and CEO of Leading Cities, as we explore the technologies shaping the possibilities of our future with a preview of tomorrow. Hello and welcome, Summit. Thank you so much for joining us. And once again, thank you to all of our listeners. I'd like to introduce you to Summit Biswas, the chief dreamer, I love that title, and CEO of Hippo Mobility a company that provides safe transportation for the elderly and people with disabilities. Now, Summit, before we dive into the challenges that uh, this part of the population faces in terms of mobility, tell us a little bit about yourself and how this became an issue of interest to you. Hi, Mike. Thank you very much uh, for this opportunity uh, to reach out to the mass audience. And here is a great question uh, because I born and brought up in India. In eastern part of India, city called uh, Kolkata is not Kolkata; is a bit away from Kolkata. And I have done all my education, everything in India. And incidentally, worked for all leading multinationals like Johnson and Johnson, uh, Smith and Nephew, uh, GlaxoSmithKline, and it's all in healthcare. So it's in, in devices, in on medical equipment, all those things. While working with them, and almost 20 years I work with them. But while working with them, I could see the gap. It was there between the patient, the end user, and the service provider, the hospital owner kind of thing. And that time, in, it started thinking how we can reach out to the larger audience, how we can make sure that you know, people can get this benefit. And I had a personal issue that happened with me. One of my uncle, my wife's uh, elderly uncle, he had a cardiac arrest, and we could not manage ambulance on time. By the time we had an ambulance and we take him to the hospital, uh, he expired. So it's a very sad story. And and, and then realize, you, know, you might be having world-class infrastructure, world-class technology, but ultimately, if you're not able to reach out to the end user, it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And then I decided in 2010, we started a business and we, in 2012, we launched our first booking application called Book My Ambulance to aggregate and the all ambulances together and it was doing well. So from that point, we started working and again, incidentally, that time the UK Health Secretary, Mrs. Patricia Hewitt, she was traveling to India and she was quite amazed and surprised the whole model working. She thought that in UK that could be a bigger advantage and that's the opportunity that came to us. And in 2012, we moved to UK and started promoting to the NHS. But again, the stumble, the stopper was the NHS not able to accept us. 
ready to use us because we don't have the background, the knowledge they are looking for because NHS is massive, is a huge organization. And then realize how to manage. Then we have seen the demand or the challenge is not in emergency. It's basically the hospital discharges, the elderly people. Because incidentally, due to the quality healthcare everywhere, we all are living longer. The aged community is a global challenge nowadays. And recently, if you see the World Bank report, I think two weeks back, they clearly says in globally almost 1.5 billion people are registered as a disabled, and they do not have any sorts of dedicated support system. I'll say rather because we keep on hearing issues with the big cab operator, aggregator, like how people have been taken wrong destination, wrong address, dropped wrong uh, uh, situation. So these are the things that really help us to create some model that really change the whole landscape of the mobility space. You know, globally is the biggest challenge. And that is where we started here. It seems to me, I mean, this is one of the examples of many uh, of those of us who who are young without disabilities, uh, or I should say younger, uh, without disabilities, you know, our, our mobility is something we take for granted. Um, and just how easy it is to get from one place to another. Whether you're talking about a hospital, a doctor, a grocery store, it really doesn't doesn't matter. It, it, it's pretty easy. But as you point out, with the rapidly aging population we have uh, here in the U.S. and worldwide, it, this is becoming a greater challenge. Getting through simple daily tasks and, and weekly chores uh, become a real obstacle if you don't have the mobility you need um you know to to help you get through those tasks so do you have a sense of i mean really how many people is this affecting either in the uk us or world worldwide whatever you have information on yeah yeah exactly and as you rightly pointed out mike you know you know as a normal human being and as a standard i'll say that normally we don't realize that how lucky we are we can move the way we want we can go anywhere we want on lift, on escalator, on stairs, on tram, bus, everything. Think people have restricted mobility, who are on wheelchair. They don't have many options. And Ian, if you see the global data, as I recently just said, like World Bank released a report, 1.5 billion registered disabled. And we have just launched our service in Kentucky. Kentucky itself has 28.8% of the total population being disabled. And this is not our data. It's the data published by the census, published by the authorities. They have mentioned it. And globally, it is almost 10 to 12 percent people have some kind of disability. And this is only I'm talking about who are registered. Think about the people who are on temporary or short term disability. For example, people who are just doing the knee replacement surgeries, hip replacement surgeries. So they are like normal people, you and me. And suddenly they have become disabled. So how difficult for them. And only in UK, like we have also operation in UK. We have 13.3 million people are registered as disabled. And it won't believe they don't have any dedicated system. Every day they struggle. I, I think not even 5% public transport access they have with the wheelchair. This is massive. And it's the biggest mm -hmm. challenge. We're talking about smart cities. We're talking about a lot of big things happening. We are putting everything on NASA, moon, and everything. But we forget our basic needs, that's the mobility. And forgetting our elderly community or people who have mobility challenges are disabled. And... I mean, obviously, I think some of the challenges we can all probably imagine, but can you give us some sense of of what are some of the specific needs that, uh, you know, an elderly individual or a person with a disability might have 
that traditional transportation, a taxi, a public transit, uh, like subway or a bus, um, or or even owning an o- your own vehicle might not afford you uh, the ability to still be mobile. I'll give you a very simple example. Uh, take a medical appointments. Think a person with wheelchair need to go to a hospital appointment or a clinic appointment, but he cannot find a proper transportation. Proper means where he can move independently, where can he can go with his mobility scooters or wheelchairs. And you find it's very difficult. We have done a very small study in Austin 2019. You won't believe in East Austin, people do not have any proper pavement to move. I think, and if they have only option to book a cap metro option, it takes 48 hours. So if I suddenly fall and I have to get some medical attention, I won't because I don't have that access to transportation. And that is where our hippo mobility comes into place. And you know, you'll be surprised to know the reason we gave the name hippo. Hippo in Greek, it means disability. So we are making disability mobility. So that's become hippo mobility. Mm. And it's very challenging. We have seen people have missed the medical appointment because of a proper vehicle. Family missed dinner get together before a proper vehicle and it's growing every day you know i saw something where only about 25 percent of people feel like they have excellent mobility options which means 75 percent are dealing with less than ideal uh situation if have if they have any options at all um so I want to jump a little bit into hippo mobility and and understand better what it what it is this service that you're providing and how are you providing it? See, we always say hippo mobility is the first one. Even while talking to you, I believe no one offering this one across the globe is transportation, technology, and service all together under one umbrella, and that is where hippo mobility is unique. So we are not a pure tech company. We are not a pure transport company. We are not a pure service company we are basically digitally safeguarding the whole community. So what happened typically if you book a hippo mobility services, the vehicle will be arrived to you, which is being fully adapted. It means you can take out your own wheelchair, mobility scooter, straight into the vehicle. You need not to come out of the vehicle. Then the moment you move in, the entire movement has been recorded and is live. So anybody, be your family members, be your carers, hospital, insurance companies, they can see how the entire journey has been taken care. We also have one more camera in the front that can give you the live road condition. So unlike other service provider or car aggregator, they'll give you a GPS location. But we give not only GPS location, the live situation of the vehicle and the inside of the vehicle. So you could see it. Not only that, we also devised a wearable device. So that basically capture the mobile medical feeds. So you know when people are driving to a medical appointment, driver will be driving and the patient or the person is sitting in the back 90 years old, 95 years old, 80 years old, they have no clue how long it will take. Sometimes they get panic. Sometimes they get anxious. But how do we know that? Through that video input and that medical device or the wristwatch that you have given to them, that continuously give us feeds on their breathing pattern, oxygen saturation, you know, ECG, blood pressure, everything. So anything goes wrong or right, we get alert. So then on that camera, we have two-way communication. So the carer or the family person or the hospital person can talk to that person sitting in the back to get them come down. If nothing managed, then we talk to the driver, ask him to put to a safe location. He stops, try to manage. We have onboard oxygen, we have onboard water, a blanket, everything, like a basic medical support system. 
If they can't manage, then they will escalate 911 or in UK 999. So and the entire journey is protected. So walk us through that user experience. If if somebody is looking for a ride somewhere, what what is it that they do? Is it a phone call? Is it a uh, a mobile app. What is? How is it that so they book that we, ride? We have we have all three options because we understand uh, uh, the community, particularly the aged community, deserved people. It is not only the you know they are not based in technology, they are not accessible to everything. So that is the reason we have all those options. So if their family member, carer, doctor want to book, they can book it through app or they can book it through a web channel. We have a completely fully automated booking system through app or through web. Otherwise, we have a free phone number. So anyone can pick up the phone and talk to us. One of our customer service executive will take them the booking. Then they do the risk assessment because that is the core area of us. Will, and that's the biggest differentiator from a normal cab operator and then others. Because we just don't do a journey. We make that sure that everything is properly done. So the risk assessment is the important part. So after the risk assessment, we then send them the invoice and everything. Once the booking is happened, then they make the payment and then we send the driver. And is everything is automated everywhere there's a checkpoint and we can say that you are in safe hands. I do know that, uh, you know, when my grandmother was alive, uh, we lost her a couple of years ago at the age of 96, but her transportation as she got older was a more, more difficult thing. Even getting to a doctor's office for a non-emergency visit uh, at times needed uh, more serious transportation options than we could provide. Um, and of course, an ambulance is is equipped, but extremely expensive. Don't, don't think of it. We, yeah. are, we always say we are one tenth of ambulance cost. At the service, we are at par with ambulances. Say, I'm sorry, say that last part again. As, per the, as compared to the pricing, we are one tenth of the ambulance cost. So if we ambulance charge you $100, our cost is $10. It is very simple. At the service level, we are at par with ambulance because all our staffs are properly trained, medically trained. They know the basic stuff, first aid, CPR, oxygen administration. You get all those service as a package. And that is why we say that we are the first one offering technology, transportation service, all put together under one service. And, you know, I, I, we can't really underscore enough the importance of an individual feeling safe and comfortable to allow them to um, feel okay with going out into the world, um, which is such a quality of life issue. I mean, this isn't just a, a transportation issue. It really is a quality of life issue for, uh, you know, our loved ones, whether it's an individual with a disability or, or somebody who who is aging. Um, now, that's the, that's the one thing I, you know, there's not many guarantees in life, but the one guarantee I can make everybody listening now is that we are all getting older. Um, yes. I always tell them because people ask me why you are doing this. I said, because I'm making my life easy. Tomorrow I'll be older. I need a support. So I'm making that thing happen on my own. That's it. And we're all going to need it. Um, well, listen, I, you know, I, I, I'm really grateful for your time today and joining us on Preview of Tomorrow. But more than that, I'm, I'm just truly uh, amazed by the, the impact that a solution like this can have on so many people um, who are, as you say, just trying to do one of the most basic things uh, is being mobile. Um, so 
I, I want, really want to thank you for the effort you've put into this, the leadership, the vision you have for hippo mobility. And with that, I want to also um, ask you, if, if anybody wants to learn more um, or get in touch, what's the best way for them to do so? See, uh, we have a dedicated website called hippomobility.com. So you can <clears throat> just go there. We have an inquiry form. You can put all your details, whatever you need to know about us, whatever you need to know about the services. And as I always say, as you rightly pointed out, don't think it's just a transportation. It's a life changer. We have changed so many people's lives. You know, I can give you the stories. People have not came out of the house for 10 years because of proper uh, transportation. People have just completely homebound and we change their life. Like in our video, if you go to the website, we use a video as a person called Jeff. Jeff was double amputated. He was completely homebound. But with our support and services, he now runs his own cafe. You can see the whole dimension has changed from completely homebound to a completely self-independent person. Just a small thing, a mobility. Wow. And I'm sure there are countless more stories like that. Well, thank you again for joining us today on Preview of Tomorrow. Thank you, Mike. And thank you for tuning in to this episode of Preview of Tomorrow. Listeners like you are essential to advancing our efforts to drive resiliency and sustainability for all. I ask that you give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or whichever streaming platform you prefer. Your feedback helps us to grow and share these brief previews of what life in the future can be. In addition to thanking our guests today, I want to thank Peter Roy and Demetria Bridges for making this podcast possible. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and encourage others to also join us each week in previewing the possibilities of tomorrow. Preview of Tomorrow is brought to you by Leading Cities, a global nonprofit driving resilience and sustainability for all by unleashing the potential of the world's cities. Join them at leadingcities.org.